0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for November 9th. He's here we'll talk about how to think about gordon hayward i'm not going to tell you how to react we'll talk match up the boston celtics and the utah jazz in a fun one tonight and we'll pack friday it's all coming up on today's edition of locked on jazz how are you i'm david Locke, radio voice of the utah jazz jazz nba insider the drum roll is not very good this morning I don't know if you remember, if you listen every day, maybe you do, uh, and I appreciate that immensely. I fell on my mountain bike right before the season started, bruised my ribs really badly. They were getting better, and all of a sudden they're not. I don't have any idea what has happened, but they are actually worse. Um, I started working out and doing stuff, and maybe I did something, but they are actually worse now than they ever but not ever. They're, but they're worse again. They're, they're bad. So the drum roll's not good anymore. I actually, like, wrapped around in ice doing the show. It's kind of getting old or something. But now it's really weird because I had made really good progress and was kind of coming back and thought I was fine. And then the last two nights have been brutal. So who knows? Uh, this is Locked on Jazz. Not my injury report. Uh, but that is brought to you by... No, I'm just kidding. Because uh, every show has... Game has a... Injury report, that was the joke there. Uh, today's show, uh, this is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky little numbers. Uh, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, it's on Google Podcasts. You can tell your smart speaker to play podcasts, Locked on Jazz. And to all the women out there who come up to me at games and say, oh my gosh, I listen, I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it but every night. It's cute. Some wife with their husband comes up and is like, oh, so you're the guy I have to listen to all the time. And then they print like, the drum roll or something. So um, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully you're learning a little bit about the team. So Gordon Hay, today's show is brought to you by Grip6. I love the fact we have, like, our own site now. Grip6.com slash locked. Lock. Just lock. Um, and uh, Murdoch Hyundai as well as the store. So Gordon Hayward's in town. I'm not one who's going to sit here and tell you, don't boo. I just, I'm not into that. But let's take a second and kind of try to figure out how should we think of Gordon Hayward. So what Gordon Hayward has done is he has exited poorly enough that he has allowed for all the venom to come out. Uh, The same personality that was probably okay when he was yours and okay when he was um, putting in all the effort uh, for your team and the fact that, you know, when he was here, I used to always say he's a lot closer to Kobe than he is to Opie, despite the fact he's from Indiana and he's white and... All those things that this this guy has a real edge to him. That edge was best manifested between the 2015 and 2016, 17, when he just drove himself to become an all star. Just obsessively working with Isaiah Wright and working with Gore, without, with Johnny Bryant and uh, just absolutely changed his body over a three year period of time, and then changed who he was as a player. Went from a very turnover-prone, uh, not-good late-game player into a beast late in games and carried the Jazz to a surprising second-round appearance and getting waxed by the Warriors. Uh, I mean, th- he was a kid who, in 2010-11, uh, early in his year, wasn't playing at all and um, didn't wouldn't cash his checks I'm sure he was probably on some sort of direct deposit, so this story is kind of funky, but basically the idea was that he was uncomfortable cashing his checks because he wasn't doing anything to earn his money, and he was making more money than either of his parents um, ever have or ever had at any point in time. Um, He was the kid of a twin sister. It was the first time they had been separated in their lives. Um, Heather very shortly thereafter got married, kind of leaving Gordon on a bit of an island. He had a girlfriend from early Butler, who he then um, separated from and broke up with and and met Robin shortly thereafter. Uh, So we saw him grow up. He was a part of who we were as a fandom in our worst time we'd ever been through as a fan. Right? He was the ray of hope in the midst of a stretch of games that Jazz fans had never been through. That just this franchise had never intentionally lost games, which we did. Um, trying to get a pick, which got us Dante Exum. The, uh, and, you know, he was put in a position as the lead guy when he before he was ready. And then he matured into being a good enough guy. He... Withheld injury pretty well. He played 72, 66, 72, 77, 76, 80, 73. He was committed to trying to get better with the franchise. When he was here, when he was our guy, there was a lot to like. There was a lot to, to, you know, he gave his seven years, uh, and the way he wrote his contracts, he, he had made it so that that was an opportunity for him. We gave that opportunity for him uh, through the first negotiation when we let him go out and get him an offer instead of just maxing him straight away. I'm not saying, I'm not, that's not a comment on what's right or wrong. That's just factual. And then he left. His departure was done terribly and continues to to do so. But watching him and, and I'll say this again, not to revisit the departure, but the departure to me was a one item on the teeter-totter. He wanted to change his national perspective in the league. That's been obvious. Today's show, Barstool Sports, Athletic, The Return, he's doing everything. This is a guy who... Wouldn't talk to us in Phoenix the day he was named Player of the week. wouldn't wouldn't change what he was doing to in any way. This is a guy who, when he went to the all-Star game, felt as though he was slighted because he was Utah. But he and Marcus Soul were slighted because they were smaller markets. He wanted, more exposure. That's completely his choice and okay, by the way. At least, that, that, I feel pretty comfortable with that. Um, I, I actually would tell you this. Um, I have very little problem with him leaving. I mean, it stung. He's the perfect player for our team. There's a lot of aspects. Joe Ingles wouldn't be Joe Ingles, but, you know, Gordon not hurt, 22 points, five rebounds, four assists a game, 16, 17 guy. Donovan would have emerged. Donovan's just that good. He's, you know, that's the pain part. And then he chose to leave. He chose to go somewhere else, and he did it badly. He gave Venom, he actually took the Venom, gave it to the fan base, and now they will put it on him. There were, maybe there aren't good ways to leave. But he didn't do any of the prerequisites along the way. But when you think of him, and you can think of him however you want, it's an interesting player. It's an, it was a draft pick off a Knicks pick that we had kind of swindled out of New York. Kevin O'Connor had made an amazing deal a long time ago, and then he emerged. He started seventeen games, started fifty-eight. Third year, still came off the bench. Then his fourth year, we turned it over to him, and it's or gave a larger role. In his fifth year, we turned it over to him. We lost an awful lot. He matured, and he became a star, and then left us. So we went through the pain with him. He was our light to get us to the end of the tunnel, and then before we got there, he left us. It's brutal. It was brutal. And, you know, if we go back to that July 4th day, there's no way I ever would have thought we were here. I thought we were done for a long time. And somehow we're not. A tribute to Dennis Lindsay and his staff and Quinn Snyder and his staff. And maybe that would be, it'd be nice if that were the story of the day. The story of the day is that on July 4th of 2017, we were done. We were done. Gordon was leaving. We were starless. We were pickless. We... It, it it felt to me like Quinn could be out the door in a year and Dennis could be out the door in two. Like the greatest attributes we had on our franchise could have just been so frustrated by it that they that they went. It was just the it you know, I'm talking about the extreme moment of time that there's just was so much going on. And we're not. But two years later, we're really damn good. It's kind of a cool story from our standpoint. And it's an interesting thing that everyone will be, you know, it's an interesting question to ask yourself. Why are you so mad at Gordon? Why do we boo? Because he left us. Okay. A lot of people have left a lot of people. Athletes do it all the time. Girlfriends, boyfriends do it all the time. Companies do it all the time. To, Right? We do it to companies. I did it. Like, and maybe that's a little bit of why I have some understanding is I did it. I took it in to 1998. I had a, took a job offer from Seattle that left Salt Lake. I wanted to go try something else. Today's show is brought to you by The Store. Did Did you hear the announcement earlier this week? The Store is opening a brand new store in the right across uh, on Rio Grande, the old J. Crew spot in the Gateway. Pretty incredible. If you live downtown in 6200 South and 20th East, it seemed like a really far spot. They will be opening downtown for you. In the meantime, 6200 South and 20th East is still right there for you with that great local feel when you head into the store and you feel uh, the absolute um, fabulousness of what has been built by Jeff and Scott and the family. The connection to all of the local vendors and how they have, um, whether it's the woman who makes the chips, the cotton candy lady, uh, their salsas that they make right in the back. You can just feel it uh, when you're there. Thanksgiving's coming up. Uh, Distel turkeys for pre-order starting now. You can order them in the store or calling the meat department. They're a multi-generational family farm that's committed to delivering all-natural, hormone-free, vegetarian-fed birds. Three forty nine dollars per pound is a pretty good price on them. That is the Distel Turkeys. You can pre-order starting now at the store. 6200 South, 20 of these June pies come today as well. Today is also brought to you by Grip6 Belts. Grip6.com slash lock. We have our own little site. Thank you to Keenan for doing that. The Utah company serving the Lockdown listeners. Like you go right there, it says Lockdown Jazz promo code LOCK20. It has a little logo for you. So you can get 20% off any belt, buckle, strap combination. Or you can get an $89 classic pack, three buckles, three straps, including the Grip6 hanger. I'd suggest it because once you use Grip6 belts, you're going to continue to use them. 33% off is that package. So the great thing on Grip6 belts is threefold. The belt hooks underneath, the strap hooks underneath it, and cinches where you hold the strap. So there's no holes. There's no flaps. It's just totally clean. The strap goes perfectly underneath. So it fits perfectly to you. If you change sizes a little bit over time, you're not suddenly using a different buckle and have something that looks crappy. You're not looking with something flapping out. It's all it really looks strong. And then the belt buckles and the straps are interchangeable. So that's why you get the three belt combination, three buckles, three straps, $89 classic pack for $33 off, for 33% off including the grip6hanger. It is at grip slash lock That's grip6.com/lock. All right, there is a game to be played tonight. Pretty significant one. Like we're actually rested. Should feel pretty good. Got to be in our own beds for two nights in a row, which is the only time we'll do that all forever. Told you I'm going to be bitter. Um, Boston's interesting. Boston is the 30th ranked offensive team in the NBA in the first half of games and the number one ranked defense in the first half of games. I mean, the story on them is whether we're going to be able to score. Um, I I don't know if we can score on them. They're so athletic. They're so long. They blow up so much. We do. They're usually pretty well prepared. Um, Brad Stevens ran an unbelievable play to steal a game in Phoenix last night. They went to overtime last night. They struggled. They, they've not. They lost to Indiana. They lost to Denver, and they should have lost last night uh, to Phoenix. But Kyrie Irving went bananas. Um. And you know we haven't been great against point guards. See Derek Rose, Kyrie Irving had thirty nine. The overtime game was just incredible between Kyrie Irving and Devin Booker uh, going back and forth. I mean, absolutely um, insane. Uh, Booker ended up with thirty eight. Kyrie ended up with thirty nine. And finally, Devin Booker ran out of steam. Boston won at sixteen to nine in the overtime and won one sixteen to one o nine. Quite honestly, my guy Igor um, should have fouled. Um I don't know if they told you know I've heard he told them to um but they sh- they should have fouled There's probably some fatigue uh Tatum played 30, Horford played 33, Kyrie played 30 43, Jalen Brown played 39, Morris was great, played 28, Marcus Smart 27 and Terry Razier played 21 minutes last night. Um their offense was only average again last night. Uh they are 22nd in the league overall. Uh, offensively, they do not get to the rim much. So, is that good because they don't get to the rim much and they'll get to the rim even less against us? Uh, Or is that something else? They're 29th in the league in shots at the rim. 28.2%. We're at 40.2%. They do not allow a lot of shots at the rim. In fact, if you go look last year, Rudy Gobert, in two games against them, took very few shots. Um... I think Rudy Gobert in two games against them, and I think he may have left one of them. My memory is in Boston that he left with an injury, and Epe Udo kind of took over. He and Favors both left with injuries um, in that game. But Gobert had six field goal attempts last year in two games against Boston. Donovan shot 34% against Boston last year. They're going to stick somebody on Donovan and – make him go to work. And so the question's going to be, can Ricky Rubio, who averaged 18 and eight last year against Boston, or Joe Ingles, who's just six of his last 27, or Jay Crowder, um, get going? Remember, this is a big one for Jay Crowder. Boston basically decided to have Gordon Hayward instead of him. And then sent Jay into a spiraling season and traded him, you know, a few hours after, I think right after his mom passed away. I mean, that's not their fault, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not bagging on Boston for that one. That's you make your trades, and you don't know that your players' parents have passed. And just it was brutal. Um, But the uh, so that's this game is a big one uh, for Jay as well. Uh, Boston really is a right now is a defensive of powerhouse, and I don't know where we are offensively in being able to combat that. They have done this incredible thing over the years of being this amazing defensive team against above-the-break three-point shots. That's the shot that's supposed to have the highest level of variance. It's supposed to be somewhat lock. Frankly, it all comes together. They have been ranked over the last 11 years, 1st, 5th, 3rd, 11th, 1st, 3rd, 14th, 15th, 5th, 9th, 4th, 1st, 1st. They are only allowing teams to make 30% of above-the-break threes. This has just been what they do. I don't know how. It doesn't make any sense. It's supposed to be the one where you can. But all last year, they were... And they're considerably better than the rest of the league. That would, be, that would be the other one. They're considerably better than the rest of the league. The rest of the league is kind of nowhere close to that. Last year and this year. Um, in their ability to defend that shot. Right now, Boston is at 30.4. Oklahoma City's at 31. Golden State's at 32. Philadelphia's at 33. And then you kind of get into the middle of the pack, which which is at 35.6. We've been unfortunate. Uh, We're at 36.4 at 19th. But they have been able to, however they've done this, um, they've done this year in and year out. Last year, all year long, we kept waiting for Boston uh, to not be nearly as fortunate on their three-point shooting defense, and all year long, they held. They were 34.1, and Philadelphia was second at 34.9. Uh, so the key things here is whether the Jazz are going to be able to find ways to score. Can they get some transition buckets against Boston uh, because Boston's played the night before? Can they avoid the length and athleticism of Boston forcing them to play offense horizontally instead of vertically? and can they um and, and can they find a way to get Donovan some looks and Rudy some shots at the rim which are the signature of our offense but it's also the signature of what Boston's defense does so particularly well um and they have just incredible incredible defensive talent i don't know if i think they have incredible offensive talent they have the best singular one-on-one player in the league in Kyrie Irving and that's a problem for us cuz that's not a that's not an area um, that we usually do a great job uh, defending. But Boston's sixth best defending the rim, third best defending the corner three, and number one best defending the above the break three. That'll get it done defensively. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. A proud owner of a Hyundai that we are, the Santa Fe. We got it at Murdoch. We had an amazing buyer experience. Uh, I think that's what the Murdoch family is all about in 90 plus years in business in Utah. I keep adding years on, so I'm just going to go with 90 plus. Uh, what they've really dedicated themselves to is making sure that you feel as though you had an experience from the family. No regrets buying experience. What They'll control what they can control by giving you the car washes for life, by giving you the um, safety inspections for life, by giving you the five-day price match guarantee uh, and the uh, three-day worry-free exchange. That, that is the signature. Then with Hyundai, you get the 100,000 mile assurance, which is an incredible deal. And then with Hyundai, what you also get is this amazing collection of features for a price much less than anyone else. The Elantra, the Sonata, or the sedans. We own the Santa Fe. We bought the three rows of seat Santa Fe. The Kona rocks. It's the small little zippy SUV uh, that's out there. They've got fun colors on it as well. The Ionic is the hybrid that I've really enjoyed uh, driving as well. If you're going to go do the hybrid. Try to save some money on gas, I would strongly suggest taking a look there before you just go automatically buy the Prius. Uh you'll find that you just get more for your dollar at Hyundai, plus you get amazing warranties and super customer service from the Murdochs. It is Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State State Street, also in Logan and in Linden.
1: Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me.
0: It's a Pack Friday. Let's do our quick run-through on Pack Friday. Um, One of the mysteries is why is Boston not very good offensively? Well, let me show you. Jalen Brown is a minus 2.5. So for those who are new to Pack, pack, it's actually not Pack anymore. It's called Points Gained. Points Gained is uh, the amount of points that if an average player in the NBA used the same scoring opportunities that you used how you're scoring them compared to an average player so the average player points per scoring opportunity is you know call it 1.1 Jalen Brown is a 0.9 and he uses 13 scoring opportunities a night so he's actually negative 2.5 so as good as Jalen Brown's supposed to be he's negative 2.5 points below An average player in the league, particularly for someone like Boston, that's really bad because you have a high usage player in Kyrie Irving. You have a high usage player in Jason Tatum. You don't need another high usage player who's negative. That's actually that's a problem. So Jalen Brown is minus 2.5. Gordon Hayward is shooting 40% from the field, 32% from three, 67% from the line. He is not going to the line nearly at the rate that he did when he was in his all-star year here. And he's a minus 1.5. Terry Roziers a minus 1.4. Marcus Smart's a minus 1.2. Jason Tatum is a minus 1. Al Horford is usually, and, and Tatum isn't usually wasn't negative last year, but the other guys other than Gordon all are. And Al Horford's a minus .6, which is surprising. Marcus Morris has been amazing for them, plus 2.3, and Kyrie's a 1.0. And the rest of the guys fall in the middle, and so they become a not very good offensive team. The Jazz, on the other hand, this is why you've got to get the ball to Rudy, are completely dependent on Rudy as your offense. Rudy is a 3.5. I'll tell you where that ranks in the league in a moment. It's very high. Alec Burks is a plus 2 right now, which is awesome. George Niang, plus one. Jay Crowder, 0.7. Favors, 0.4, rising up a little bit. Grayson Allen's a 0.2. And then O'Neal's even. Dante's even. Joe Ingles is a minus 0.5, which is surprising considering how good he was a year ago. Tabo's hardly played. Naz, Donovan's a minus 1.2. So when going to the line 6.4% of the times. If he doesn't go to the line, he's going to have a hard time being an efficient offense player. On our team, the value of Donovan is he takes shots. We don't have another player. And then Ricky Rubio is a minus 2.4. So that's why we're average, because Donovan and Ricky kind of outweigh Rudy Gobert's positive, and then we become an average offensive team in the process. Uh, the Usually we have about three guys over three and ten guys over two. Um, last year, if you go back, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Carl Anthony Towns were over three. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and Rudy Gobert and Clint Capella were plus two points gained. Those were our top guys. This year, we're still early in the season, so there's more. Steph is an unbelievable 6.4. Steph got hurt last night, abductor strain. Durant is 4.5, so the two of them combined are a 11. And the next guy on the list is a 3.5 in Rudy Gobert. And they're an 11. That's why you can't beat them. You can't catch them. James Harden's a 3.1. Demotis Sabonis is a 3.0. He's gonna he's getting more time than Miles Turner and in there. Uh, Dame Lillard is a 2.8. Joe Harris is a 2.8. Interesting. Kemba Walker having an amazing year, a 2.7. Tobias Harris a 2.6. He didn't play last night, and the Clippers lost. DeAndre Jordan a 2.4. Serge Ibaka with the reemergence of his career, 2.3. Marcus Morris, we just mentioned, is a 2.3. Julius Randle, a 2.2. Dwight Powell in Boston. Kyle Lowry, a 2.1. Zach Collins in Portland having a great year, 2.1. Chris Middleton, Montrezl Harrell, Kawhi Leonard, Danilo Gallinari, all 2.1s And your 2.0s are Buddy Heald, JaVale McGee, Nikolai Miritich, Alec Burks uh, so far. So those are the best pack players in the league. Let's see who's killing their teams. Most negative impact on their teams so far this year. Eric Gordon of Houston, minus 4.3. Boy, that got blown out by OKC last night. Uh, Derek White finally played last night. Didn't have a good game. But Jonathan Simmons, minus 3.2. J.J. Barea, minus 3.2. Alan Crabb in Brooklyn, minus 3.1. Reggie Bullock, who was such a good 3-point shooter last year, not hitting this year, minus 3.1. I would have traded for him. Oops. LaMarcus Aldridge, minus three. Avery Bradley, minus 2.8. Harrison Barnes, minus 2.8. Jalen Brown, minus 2.5. Markel Fultz, minus 2.4. Ricky Rubio, minus 2.4. Mike Conley, for all Memphis playing great, minus 2.4. Mario Hazonia and Tyus Jones, both there as well. Other guys struggling. Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, Justice Winslow, Patrick Beverly, C.D. Osmond, Chris Paul, interesting. Josh Akogi, Reggie Jackson. So there you go. That is your points gained Friday. That is your show today. You do you today. But I think the story probably should be as much a venom as how far our franchise has come from what was a pretty despondent time when Gordon left. But you do you. Locked On NBA with Sam Amick yesterday was really fun. Uh, And Locked On NBA today with Anthony and Adam is always a really good time. So uh, grab those on Locked On NBA. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network.